This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, in the spirit of the 31st of October, I really want to talk about wearing masks at work. And we're going to do a little bit of a cost-benefit analysis of that whole concept. But first, let's talk a little bit about masks. There are lots of different kinds of masks. We're not going to exhaust that whole list today. However, I do want to talk about a few different kinds. There's some masks that we wear for purposes of protection. So for example, you could be in the sports field and there are a number of masks that you might wear to protect yourself in sports. Like for example, football players, they have the helmet on which has a mask in front of it. The goalie in the hockey game has a mask on as protection. We also use protective masks in medical settings. So your surgeon's wearing a mask to protect himself from you and to protect you from him, for example. So you've got that going on. And there are also protective masks that people have worn historically in military settings. Imagine sword fighters fighting together, and you might have a mask on for that activity. So one purpose of a mask is protection. Then a second major use of masks could be to actually hide something. So maybe you're hiding your true identity. And an example that comes to mind might be the cat burglar. Someone's breaking into a home and they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be identified. And even if the person has a security camera, they don't want that camera to pick up their actual face. And so they've got a mask on as they're in to rob the house, so to speak. And then a third purpose for wearing a mask is to be someone else. And sometimes you want to be someone else, maybe because you're going to a costume party and you're dressing up. Perhaps you're being someone else because you're temporarily playing a role. Maybe you're in the theater and you have a character that you're playing in the theater. And in fact, there's a word that we use today called hypocrite. And a hypocrite in the bottom line really means false appearance. So I look like I'm one thing but I'm really inside something completely different. So if I use a spiritual example, I can actually be have the heart of a wolf who's interested in devouring the sheep. But on the outside, I actually look like I'm gentle as a lamb, so I act like I'm one of the sheep, or I might look like I'm the gentle shepherd who's leading the sheep, when in reality, I'm the wolf that's dressed in sheep clothing And my intention is to devour the sheep. So this word, hypocrite, meaning false appearance, comes from the Greek word Hippocrates, which was the word that was used to refer to a stage actor or a pretender. So what I want you to think about is what does it say about your workplace if you have to wear a protective mask, for example? 
If you have to wear a protective mask at work, and I'm not talking about those who are actually doing welding or some work that really does require a mask and that sort, but I'm speaking metaphorically now. What is that psychological danger that's in your workplace and perhaps that might need to be addressed and eliminated? What's the cost to you to be in your protective gear 24-7. Now, I remember when I was in the military, we had protective gear that we would wear in case we were involved in a gas attack. Someone is fighting you with chemical weapons or something of that sort. Now, that gear that we wore to shield ourselves against chemical warfare was very heavy and it was very hot and it had some negative impact on your ability to move quickly. And if you stayed in it too long, you might even potentially be at risk of a heat stroke. So in real life, most protective gear is designed to be worn for short-term purpose and period, and then to be removed. And so if you're in a workplace where you've got to put that protective gear on 24-7, then the question again becomes, is it worth the cost? And is there potentially a better environment to be in? A lot of times when we are wearing the protective mask, it means there's something that hasn't been talked about, hasn't been fully explored verbally or communicated Feedback hasn't been given, and so I refer back to all of the previous communication tools which we've covered in other podcasts because it could mean rather than just stay shielded up all the time, it's time to unpack some of the things that need to be unpacked and actually brought to light and explored and talked about. Now, that's just one piece about what does it say about your workplace if you've got to wear a protective mask. Secondly, what about if you have to hide your identity? When you hide your identity, you could be seen as too guarded. And though you might not be the cat burglar, people might misperceive you as an intruder because you're all wrapped up and it's hard for people to get to know you. Sometimes when you don't trust others, then you are also not accorded their trust. And some territory then is just not available. And you may not get to add your true value in the workplace because so much energy is being spent on hiding out and covering up. And then that brings us to the third point, which is what about if you're being someone else at work. Well, that can be fun for a while or again, fun for a short term or short time exercise. Maybe you have to take on a role at work or a job that you're not usually in and you're doing it for a brief period of time. No problem. We can all do something brief being someone else. Even in the theater, it's temporary. You go home and you take off the theater clothes and you go back to being yourself. And if you don't and you're playing a really dark and difficult character, 
that could spill over into your personal life. And I believe in Hollywood, there have actually been some suicides that I would say are attributable to people who did not take off that other identity when they got back to their personal life. So you also have the danger, too, of losing yourself possibly long term if you spend a lot of time being someone else. There are some costs and it's also not sustainable. So if you find that you are wearing masks at work for protection, to hide out, or to be someone else, it's time to ask yourself, what is that costing me? And is the cost worth the benefit that I'm gaining? And does this need to wear a mask tell me that perhaps I might not be in the place that's healthiest for me. And you have options then to be part of the change and a change agent or to recognize that there may be some toxicity there that you may not have the ability to remove. However, you can remove yourself. So today we've been talking about a variety of different masks that people can wear in the workplace. And so let me say this, of course, some masks are less dangerous than others. And in fact, some are innocent and playful, just as you would put on a character being in a theater. And it's not a problem. Other masks, however, can be quite dangerous, such as if a person had on the mask of Judas, the mask of Brutus, and end up killing their leader. Now, that can be a a real difficulty if you've got a mask like that. So here's maybe an interesting exercise that you might do with your team. You might bring your team together and you might ask them not so much about your workplace, but you might say, what are some reasons why people might wear masks at work? And what might those purposes, might those masks serve? And what might be the upsides of that? What could be the downsides of that? And you then might ask your team, if we want to create an environment where masks aren't necessary, what would we have to do so that our environment is safe, so people can feel free to be themselves, and so that people don't have to hide their identity? What could we do to make sure that our environment is not a safe haven for the cat burglar or for the Judases of the world, so to speak. And as you unpack all of that, if you discover that there really are some things that maybe need to be talked about further or unpacked more, and you want a trusted advisor to help in that process, again, give me a call and we'll unpack it. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.